Welcome to the Professional Writer Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I am here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. Whether you're an emerging writer who's at the beginning stages of your writing career or you're an established writer, if you're looking for practical tips to help you develop and sustain forward momentum, you'll get that here on the Professional Writer Podcast. You'll find the show notes and a link to join our private Facebook community at bloggingbistro.com forward slash podcast. Also in the show notes, there is a link where you can click to subscribe to the podcast and I will email you a notification to every episode. When you subscribe, I'll also email you a bonus gift, my quick start guide called Essential Resources for Running a Writing Business. Let's dive into today's question. When should I start marketing my book? It's a question I see weekly in the writer's discussion groups that I belong to, and many of my clients also ask me variations of that question. They ask me things such as, my first book is coming out in one month. When should I start marketing it? Or, my book was published three months ago and no one is buying it. What should I do to market it? Or, my book is coming out in a year. Is it time to create an author website? Now, while these are all valid questions, each one of them is missing two critical elements. First, all of these questions separate the writing and editing of a book from the marketing. In reality, writing and marketing go hand in hand. You must think of them not as separate entities, but as publishing partners. Back in 2003, I got a brilliant idea for my first book, and before I wrote the first word of that book, I put serious thought into who I wanted to read it, other than my family and friends. I identified my primary reader for that book as a prospective adoptive parent. I researched how many prospective adoptive parents there were in the United States. Turns out there were around one to two million of them at the time. I knew that a million people would not be likely to buy my book, especially since I intended to write it from a Christian worldview. So instantly, I lopped off 90% of that potential readership, which left me with 100,000 potential readers who might be interested in a faith-based take on preparing to adopt a child. I continued fine-tuning my audience, and I estimated that around 3% of that potential audience of 100,000 might buy my book if I did a great job promoting it, and that was 3,000 people. My goal then shifted to how to identify and connect with those 3,000 people. We're going to pause here for today's word nerd moment. Connecting with those people is called platform building. The term marketing, however, is used by many authors as an umbrella term that describes everything an author does to find and grow their audience, as well as everything they do to promote and sell their book. Technically, marketing refers to the things you do to sell or promote your book. Okay, going back to my story of how I would identify and connect with 3,000 people who would be the most likely buyers of my book for adoptive parents. I asked myself, what faith-based adoption agencies and organizations and associations and churches and online groups and in-person groups could I reach out to and find ways to serve while I was in the process of writing my book? Did you notice what I just said? How could I serve these people? I didn't ask myself, how can I sell my book to them? 
How can I serve them? Which brings me to the second missing element from the question, when should I start marketing my book? Marketing is not only about selling. It's not just about getting people to buy your book. Marketing is about relationships. And relationships take time and energy to nurture. Think about your family and your close friends. They're the ones you can expect to buy your book and tell their friends about it. Uh, Well, in reality, if your family members are anything like mine, they'll expect you to give them a free book and that you'll send free books to all their friends too. So some re-education of your family and friends may be needed. But I hope you see my point here. Your family and your close friends are the people most likely to become ambassadors for your book. Why? Not because they want to read a book for prospective adoptive parents like the one I wrote. It's because they know you. They love you. The question is, what will motivate thousands of people who don't know me, who don't even know I exist, to buy my book? The answer, relationship. You introduce yourself to your ideal reader. You begin nurturing the relationship by serving them. You don't say, hi, I'm Laura. Nice to meet you. I've written a book about adoption. Go out and buy it. That's not a relationship. That's what many new authors refer to as marketing my book. And that approach does not work. If you are planning to sell your book to people other than your family and friends, to people who don't know you, and if you plan to publish more than one book, I recommend that you begin building your brand or your author platform as you begin writing your book. I realize I just threw out two scary words there, brand and platform, but they don't have to be scary. Creating your brand or your author platform is a much more straightforward process than many people make it out to be. If you want a crash course on branding, you'll find links to six episodes on branding in the show notes over at bloggingbistro.com. So just open up episode 78, When Should I Start Marketing My Book? And in the show notes for today's episode, you'll see links to those other six episodes that I did on branding. At its heart, branding is figuring out the core message that you deliver consistently over time to serve your readers. Just like any relationship, branding is about connecting with individuals and seeking to serve them. How do you start all this stuff? Identifying your perfect reader, initiating a relationship with them, figuring out your brand message, serving them, and motivating them to buy your book. Listening to this podcast is a start because many of my episodes dive deep into those very topics. In the show notes, I'm going to include links to several additional episodes to help you get started. Now, here's a method that I use and that I have trained many people to use. First, identify your ideal reader. Second, identify how you can serve or help this person as it relates to the type of writing that you do. Third, Create a simple website that includes a way for your ideal reader to subscribe to your email list. Fourth, instead of just inviting your reader to subscribe to your newsletter, give them something of value that relates closely to the topic or themes of the book you're writing. Fifth, once you add your first subscriber to your email list, make it your goal to serve them consistently as you write your book and prepare it for publication. As you serve your reader consistently, you will build brand recognition. That's the feeling that people get when they hear your name. 
When I was writing books for adoptive parents, I was everywhere in the adoption world for about five years. And when people met me in person, they'd say, oh, you're the adoption lady. I eventually retired my adoption brand when I discovered that my greatest passion is supporting other authors as they seek to figure out this whole branding and website and email stuff. And now when people meet me, they say, oh, you're blogging bistro. They don't say, you're the blogging bistro lady. They say, you are blogging bistro. My name and my business name have become synonymous. And yes, I realize I should probably drop the blogging bistro part because what started out as a blog consultancy 15 years ago has morphed into a branding, email marketing, website building business. But you know what? That brand name is so well established after 15 years, and it's also much easier to remember and spell than Laura Christensen. So I keep both. Blogging Bistro with Laura Christensen. Okay, I went off on a little bunny trail there, so let me recap the plan of action you can take. Identify your ideal reader. Identify how you can serve your reader. Create a website that includes a way for your ideal reader to subscribe to your email list. And this is key. And I recommend doing it early in the process of writing your book. Your website is your online home for your author brand. Those readers who don't yet know that you exist, when they discover that you do exist, the first thing they'll do is look for your website. And when they find your website, if you offer them a free gift that addresses a question or a challenge or a need that they have that you can help them solve, they will sign up for your email list. And that is gold because when they subscribe, they're saying, I'm interested. I want to start a relationship with you. I want to get to know you. I want to see whether I can trust you to deliver on this promise that you're making. If you are just starting to write your book or you're somewhere in the writing process, get that website and email sign up created now so your ideal reader knows where your home base is and can easily find you. A simple landing page will work fine for starters. A landing page is a single web page that has one purpose and that purpose to get people to subscribe to your email list. If you need guidance, planning, and implementing these steps, I invite you to join my group coaching program called Jumpstart Your Email List. You'll find a link to it at bloggingbistro.com forward slash email. It's also in the show notes. During this seven-week program, we will focus on the exact steps that I just went over with you. You'll identify your ideal reader. You'll craft the promise that you'll make to your reader. Consider it a mini crash course on branding. You'll create and design the free gift, commonly referred to as a lead magnet, that you'll give to your ideal reader when they subscribe to your email list. You'll write the text for your sign-up form. It'll be a clear, succinct call to action that will entice your ideal reader to input their email address and subscribe to your email list. You'll initiate the relationship with your ideal reader by crafting a welcome message that gets sent automatically to your new subscriber as soon as they subscribe. And you'll brainstorm ways that you can serve your ideal reader consistently over time by creating a content calendar for your newsletter. I offer this seven-week group coaching program twice a year to a small group of authors. The program combines live teaching, group coaching, and feedback forums, and time is built in for you to plan, 
draft, receive valuable feedback from the other members of our cohort, and to revise. The upcoming program launches Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. You can learn all about it and watch an informational video at bloggingbistro.com forward slash email. And the link to that is in the show notes. Now, spots to this group coaching program are limited because I like to keep things small so that each person gets a lot of individual attention from me. So you'll want to reserve your spot early. I have a special early bird discount if you register by 2 2222. That's February 22nd, 2022. I really hope to see you in the program. We are going to work hard, have fun getting to know each other, and actually create four items essential to marketing our books. Circling back to the original question, when should I start marketing my book? You now know the answer. And that answer is now, wherever you are in the writing, editing, or publishing process. You cannot separate writing from marketing. The two go hand in hand. They are publishing partners. Find your ideal reader, start a relationship with them, nurture that relationship over time. That's what it's all about. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, I hope that you'll share it with a friend. Talk with you again next time.